What's up out there, everybody? It's your boy, Franchise, and I'm back with another episode of Brother Stop It. It's episode 8. Happy New Year's to everybody. I got a real special guest. I've been waiting to do this podcast. I waited until um, I got the right timing, and he got the right timing to do it. This is a very important episode. This is the brand ownership episode right here. This is very important for everybody out there to be listening to. If you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to start a brand, if you're trying to own a brand, more importantly, which is the key word here, ownership, I want to introduce you to a very special person and a person I've been doing business with who's helped me get in business and learn a lot about the business. I'd like to introduce everybody to Mr. Rob Lopez. What's going on, peoples? Rob Lopez on the check-in, a.k.a. Trademark Rob. Um, you know, as the homie said, you know, we out here just, uh, you know, promoting brand ownership. I've been doing this, uh, you know, 17 years strong and, you know, aside from coming from this, you know, type of background and dealing with, you know, issues in the brand ownership arena, um, I'm also, you know, a business owner, brand owner and entrepreneur myself. So that, you know what I'm saying, just gives me an added advantage and, you know, being able to navigate, you know what I'm saying, uh, effectively in this space as well as just, you know, educating people on the importance of brand ownership, uh, you know, providing guidance and knowledge in regards to uh, not only protecting your brand, but, you know, actually enforcing it and also building equity, which is, you know, uh, a very important aspect um, that I want to touch on. A lot of people, you know, are under the misconception that a trademark only provides you with, you know, an outlet to prevent others from, you know, using your business property without your authorization. Um, and that's, you know, a very important aspect of brand ownership. But what's more, uh, you know, I guess what's more intriguing to myself and what should be more interesting, you know what I'm saying, to a lot of other business owners is the fact that, you know, a trademark or a copyright registration certificate um, actually functions as a business asset and it can be licensed, assigned, um, it can be, you know, sold, you know, uh, th there's just so many different benefits um, or different ways in which you can generate revenue from, you know, ownership of a brand or our logo um, and not many business owners are aware of this so you know that that's uh, pretty much you know uh, the role I play uh, you know assist people in this regard and you know I'm, I'm definitely out here actively trying to you know spread my knowledge and experiences and just you know uh, you know you know the, the the famous saying each one teach one so right, that's where right. we at with it and that's the most important one because you know in our communities where we from a lot of people are misguided and miseducated and have a lot of misconceptions about doing business in any aspect outside of a hand-to-hand -hand cash transaction. And I'm not only saying that about illegal stuff, anything, whether you're selling jeans, a video game, everybody. If it ain't cash on demand, people have a problem with it. Or, you know, when you tell them you need to invest in something that's going to protect you in the long term, They'll rather buy something that's short-term, like food or movies or go have parties and bottles and all these things. But then they'll talk about, I want, I'm a boss or I'm an owner or they're out here promoting these things and they yeah, don't really yeah. own nothing. And when people like you hear that, yeah, it actually rubs me the wrong way. And, I mean, you know, I, I've definitely, uh, you know, commented in that regard several times, even just seeing people's, uh, you know, Instagram or, you know, Facebook or social media, you know what I'm saying, they uh, URLs or they, you know, the names, whatever names they're using, and they got CEO in it and all 
this other stuff and a lot of people you know don't even have their uh, situation correct you know and another thing you could even see from you know the fly right here you know my slogan that I've been running with at least you know the past you know 10 plus years of the 17 years that I've been doing as strong is before you can build the brand you must own it if you don't own it don't promote it and that really stems from me going to uh, like seminars and you know different you know functions you know around the country and you know just uh, seeing people out there heavy in their promotion game um, you know back in, in, in 08 you know when I was really you know going hard with this you know promoting a slogan I was going like to the Ozone Magazine Awards and different you know similar type functions and you would see you know a lot of people out there um, either promoting you know urban clothing line or obviously you know their music you know their record label etc and they would be out there heavy you know rap vans you got the whole team with the you know with the with the shirts and you know what I'm saying like you know everybody got tattoos right, right. and the medallions with the company logo right, right. and then I go and I throw that brand up in the, in the search database and, and dudes is nowhere to be found. You know, they, they have no, you know, LLC or corporation set up. They have no trademarks or copyrights in place. So that kind of like what gave birth to, you know, that, that slogan that I run with so hard right there. You know, if you, basically before you can build the brand, you must own it. That's a fact, man, because when I, when I first did my first LLC before I even did a trademark, I came to you and that was in 2008. And I've been... Once you told me that, everybody else who I've been seeing do it, I've always told them your slogan. Like, if you don't own it, don't promote it. And that's how that'd be my first step, usually, when I tell somebody to call you. Yeah. Like, yo, brother, you, I got somebody you need to call because I'm seeing what you're doing and you're doing good. And I'm pretty sure you made more money off of what you're promoting that by now to pay for your trademark. So even if you slipped up, you need to, you know, get your shit in motion because time is ticking. Like you said, if it's the wrong person. Go and claim your idea, or, ha or great minds they say think alike. Ideas is floating down here in the universe. Somebody else pick up that. A a absolutely, absolutely, and um, you know, it's just it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, you know, when someone expends a significant amount of time, effort, and you know, finances behind you know building a brand and a business, to only later come you know find out that they can't even really expand, or you know, what I'm saying their use has to be limited because they didn't do their due diligence and make sure that they were you know really free and clear to move, you know, however they need to move. Or there's even been a lot of instances where I see people have to entirely shut down because, you know, there's been like a, a bigger corporation or someone with unlimited, you know what I'm saying, uh, legal or financial resources that comes in and, you know what I'm saying, they, they put the bully moves on them, you know. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's a crazy situation. So for all business owners and entrepreneurs doing your due diligence before you go full-fledged, you know, into your situation is always a proper investment in what you're doing. And if, and if you don't make that investment in the beginning, like you always say, you, you might as well pay more. The little pay, pay a little up front or a lot at the end. That's another slogan, you know? Yeah, and that, and that's, that's real talk because, you know, a person can probably pay in the range of, you know, 1000 to $1,500 to get, you know what I'm saying, a trademark, you know, on point and where it really needs to be versus getting into a dispute where it's going to turn into, you know, a six-figure, 
you know, legal expense situation because, you know, for those that don't know or for those that are not aware, um, trademarks and copyrights are, you know, governed under a law that's called intellectual property. And intellectual property is a specialized area of law. Most lawyers, um, you know, that work in that space, you know, their billing rate is astronomical. Even for smaller law firms that are, you know, with a sole practitioner, you're looking at billing rates in the range of, you know, 450 to 500 an hour. And when you're dealing with those bigger firms, Madison Park Avenue firms, you're looking at seven, $800 an hour. And it's just, you know, a lot of small business owners are not even in a position to withstand, you know, uh, intellectual property related dispute. So they're already at a disadvantage. So if you're not moving properly and you're not securing your business assets and you're not, you know, putting yourself in a position to build equity in your brand, even when you don't run into any type of, you know, um, infringement related dispute, you're still winning, but you're still losing rather by not having your situation on point and your brand ownership on point. See, it's crazy, man. So like I said, well, like he said, you're either going to pay up front or you're going to pay a lot at the end. Most people, will exa you'll exhaust your resources if you're fighting a, a brand like, say, for instance, a Kmart or you invented a toy in Hasbro and infringed on your rights. And you can't afford to fight Hasbro. Most people can't afford to fight no big company, especially if they don't got their mental game together. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody like you... You, 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 your knowledge, no matter how much a company has more money than you, your knowledge of the game, you're a specialist, so you know how to attack it. What? But the average person out here that's just in business. What, 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 well, there, there's two different aspects to that because, you know, most people um, or most small business owners, for that matter, will have, you know, a difficult time in withstanding any type of dispute that, you know, involved, you know, a trademark or a copyright. But that, you know, that's a whole separate issue from the fact is that even if you are in a position to fight, you need, you know, some ammunition. You need some evidence. Right, you need right. something solid in, you know what I'm saying, in your favor to give you a fighting chance. And if you don't have your ownership on point of where it needs to be, you know, you might be doing a disservice to yourself in multiple ways because even if you were in a position or you did have the resources, you know, your family, you know, might be a lawyer that works in intellectual property or just, you know, any different type of, you know, situation may come to certain business owners that still put them in a position where they can at least, you know, fight. But if you have nothing to fight with, you're right. still at square one. You know, you're, you're, you're at a disadvantage. So, you know, there's just different, you know, uh, avenues and areas, you know, in regards to brand ownership that you need to be aware of and that you need to, you know, be on point to put yourself in the greatest, you know, position and advantage to win. You know, every business owner, you know, creates a business, you know what I'm saying? Um, most do it because they're involved in something, you know, that they love and they have a passion for. But, you know, a, a, as grown adults and as businessmen, we also, you know, do a lot of things we do as a career and as a business, you know. And if you take your business seriously and, you know, it, it, it does provide a source of revenue, you know, that allows you to, you know, live and take care of yourself and your family and, you know, your lifestyle, then you want to make sure that your situation is solid and secure. 
I know mine is, you know, I'm out here, you know, waging war on all these, you know, corporate, you know, um, giants, and, you know, it, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a beautiful situation. You know, I, I've been blessed in this regard, and, you know, I've been on this brand ownership path. I've worked in this field, you know, from a, from a legal perspective, you know, going on 18 years now, but just even as a business owner and entrepreneur myself, um, I've been heavy, you know, for the past 10 years and just even creating an extensive portfolio of my own business assets that consist of both trademarks and copyrights of various, you know, properties and designs that I have that I put out there into the marketplace. And that has put me, you know, in a great space um, since I come from this world in regards to enforcing it. And, and, and since 2011 alone, I've commenced litigation for my own brands against some of the biggest companies in the world, multi-billion dollar companies, me, myself, and I'm not even an attorney, you know, and I go in there and I produce favorable results for myself because I've laid a foundation, you know, and I have something, you know, to fight with. You know, I put myself, you know, in a position to do what I do. And, you know, just to name some of them, I've sued, you know, Puma, I've sued Macy's, I've sued um, Urban Outfitters, I sued Zoomies, um, Aeropostale, um, the list goes on. It's, it's just crazy. Instagram, Shopify, I got, you know, I got six open cases right now. You know, Shopify, Instagram, uh, Dr. J's, uh, Redbubble. Uh, the list goes on. I've, you know, crazy. I, I, I do this. So, um, that's crazy, man. Y'all hear that? I hope y'all listening out there and really like absorbing what he's talking about and understanding that your property is your property. And he took the proper steps to own certain things and even big companies, no matter how I, big I, I they just, are. I just, I just, I just shut down like a handful of people's businesses. Like, you know what I mean? Like. You know, even small business owners like ourselves, you know, that are moving, right. you know, recklessly. I shut their whole situation down. No more website. One, up one day with 140 products, the next day coming soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't even have to go at these little dudes. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I go I go right after the Instagrams and, the, you know what I'm saying, Listen. the people that are playing a role in, in the infringement. You know what I mean? I don't even really care about the little dude because I'm going to, you're going to get shut down anyway when I go at the big boy. So I go right at the big boy and, you know, cut the head off and, and I don't even have to speak to you. And that's a fact because guess what? He's the one who did my brand, someone that tried to infringe on my brand and we tried to get him to do the right thing and go to him to all and, all, and, and, and we tried every angle and, what, and every. what we did we, we ain't even filed suit we went at big cartel with a cease and desist and you know that that was you know so on point and so forceful that they comply with our demands immediately and and, immediately. and, that, and, and that's what we do you know we shut them down you know you get caught out there slipping and trademark rob is is, is that person that's going you know what i mean be there to you know he's the official brother stop it trademark guy man like my, the name of this show is brother stop it podcast that's what he do, man. Brother, stop moving out there without your, you know, without your protection in place. That's a true story. <laughs> it's real tough, man. So, yeah, just real, real, real quick because we kind of sped up. And I, I want to give these people some, some background so they can understand that, you know, where you come from and that 
some people might take this and say, oh, he went and got this person from this this place, and he's he, what would he know about that? Of course he would know, but I want them to understand that you come from the same environments we come from, and you fought through the same struggles and negativity and overcame that the same way oh. anybody else from where we did come from. And just want to give them a little educational background on how you learned and, oh. you know, some of the companies you worked for before oh, like oh yeah well well absolutely i mean you know first and foremost you know i'm i'm you know born and bred you know new york city lower east side to be you know exact and uh you know i just uh you know i, I come from the background of a of a street hustler to be all the way honest with it you know uh you know that that's that's what i did in my early you know teenage childhood days and you know i was blessed uh you know at, at some point in time uh you know in 2000 i started working in the legal field and i happened to end up in a firm that you know specifically dealt with intellectual property matters and i gained a great deal of knowledge uh you know in addition to going to college for legal studies and that just kind of like you know seasoned me to you know be where I'm at today and be in a position to do what I do today um but you know even uh what I'm what I'm holding in my hands right here is uh you know a feds magazine uh you know with the uh shower posse on the cover this was published uh to my understanding in 2006 if if not 2005 and and this right here um, this, this, you know, this holds a, a certain sentiment to me, and, and is very valuable to me, which is why you still see it in crispy condition. This yeah, magazine, crispy. You thought that shit because came out today. because this is my first ever published article, you know, that I had where I was dropping knowledge and information regarding, you know, brand ownership. Um, and, and this is, you know, again, this was uh, published in either two thousand and five or two thousand and six. Um, you know, and, and the uh, the article was entitled "Protecting Your Investment and in Trademark Service Marks and Business Names." Um, and I just, you know, for the most part, like I said, you know, I'm very big on, uh, you know, sharing, you know, my knowledge and experiences. And uh, you know, this was just an attempt at me at, you know, educating people um, from the urban world and from urban community, you know, from from the urban community. Um, and that's why it's in Feds Magazine. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, but yeah, I've, I've, you know, done Feds Magazine. I've been, uh, you know, a special features, you know, writer or editor for that matter of Dawn Diva Magazine since like 06 as well. I've, you know, I've written, you know, several, uh, you know, articles on brand ownership and brand protection, um, you know, and various issues of Dawn Diva as well. Um, you know, I've written on similar issues and, you know, Ozone Magazine, which was, you know, initially uh, headquartered in Miami's and then moved to Atlanta. They was, you know, a, a very hot publication, uh, you know, in the South, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back in, back in like eight, you know, mm -hmm. 08, or maybe a little even earlier, um, you know, which is what I mentioned. I went to the Ozone Awards and, right. you know, that's when I was out there, you know, actively promoting, uh, you know, the slogan. But I've been... Uh, I've been featured as a trademark expert in Hip Hop Weekly magazine in regards to, you know, the Rick Ross and, uh, you know, street, you know, Rick Ross, you know, situation. So I just really, you know, come from the space. Oh, he I, was doing the, him, that's what him and the real, when, um, yeah, yeah, well, the whole thing that, you know, Rick Ross had, you know, potentially started incorporating, uh, you know, the Ricky Rose and, you know, a couple other little, you know, uh, monikers in, in regards to, you know, what, what people refer to him as an artist in the industry. Um, stemmed from the, the, the street 
you know, Rick Ross trying to go at him in a legal capacity, you know, where they actually did sue him and, you know, they, they, Rick Ross and his team were in, you know, absolutely certain what was going to be the outcome. So, you know, to move small and in the interim of there being, you know, a ruling or a judgment in relation to that matter they were dealing with, he was, you know, strategically coming up with a couple other names. And, you know, to his benefit, you know, the the, the case didn't, you know, go against him. So he was able to, you know, maintain a Rick Ross name, but he already had, you know, incorporated, you know, some of them other nicknames, which just added to, you know, his, his portfolio of brand ownership but um yeah no I'm, i mean I, i've been i've been in this space i've you, done quick, when you say it adds to his portfolio of brand ownership what does that mean so that means if he by him calling himself ricky rose yeah because he, he, now each one constitutes a separate brand you know, so now, you know, you can secure, you know, a trademark, you know, for each individual name, and that is an asset in and of itself. Again, gotcha. a trademark registration certificate is, you know, similar to the home of a deed. It's an asset. You can use it, you know, as collateral in a business loan. You can license it. You can assign it. You can generate royalty income from it. If you establish a certain amount of goodwill in a brand, you can, you know what I'm saying, license it to other third parties to use it for different business purposes that you're not even in so you know even one of the artists that you know you work with you know what i'm saying dave east as an example you know he could build a certain amount of value and goodwill in his name and harlem barbershops restaurant dave east restaurant dave east barbershop he doesn't even have to be involved with it he could be licensing that to other third parties and receiving quarterly checks you know what i mean royalties just for them utilizing his name and that's you know what i mean that's one of the sexy things about brand ownership is when you build an equity and when you can you know generate you know what i mean recurring revenue you know hope y'all listening out there man hope y'all don't understand hope y'all understand and overstand that this is very important and that's the reason why you know i really pressed on waiting and getting this interview done and making this podcast happen right here because it's 2017 and, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting at the end of the year how they really trying to do something new. And usually I always say, yeah, whatever, new year, new whatever. But for some reason, it just feel like a new energy because I could see, like, even last year, I seen a lot of people that I follow starting to even change their routines up. I, I did see progress in a lot of people. And, you know, it's just good to see that energy coming around where people in our, uh, from our environments are starting to really want to own something or starting to want to stop, you know, even if you work a job. It's not wrong working a job. Don't get it wrong. I don't want nobody to think that I'm trying to disrespect whoever got a job. If you got a job, work that job. You know what I'm saying? You got to take care of yourself. But I'm also teach, telling you and trying to hope that you learn from myself and Rob that you can start your own businesses on the side of whatever you not, do. Not, not, to, not to even pipe in, you know, or, or cut you off, but, you know, I don't want to lose this thought, you know, since, since you're referring to, um, you know, the average. You know, well, I don't even want to, you know, classify them as average for, for working because, you know, I worked the nine to five in a law firm for many years as well while I was, you know, uh, managing and building, you know, several side hustles, you know, including, right. uh, you know, my LES clothes. And code, you know, to be one. But uh, you know, forming if you're if you're someone who is trying to 
start a business or you even have a side business you may be working a nine to five but you know you're into fashion you're into music you're into some other form of business um and you're investing even small amounts of money in you know your business endeavor and you're utilizing you know maybe some of the income that you're receiving from your regular job situation it's very advantageous for people who are operating in this, you know, space to form a company, to form an LLC, because, you know, at the end of the year when they have to pay taxes, you know, from their nine to five situation and they get that W-2, all that money that they sometimes are investing in their side hustle and in their side business that they never even utilize from a tax perspective and from a tax purpose, they could be using that to their advantage because you can file a loss. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So, you know, just as an example, say someone is working a nine to five and their W-2 income is $40,000, right? But they have an established LLC that they formed, you know, during the year. Now, you know, they've invested $5,000, $10,000, just hypothetically speaking, into their side business. Even if that side business is generating revenue on paper where it's traceable, but your expenses in operating that business surpass what any income that you may have received, you can use that remaining, you know what I mean, surplus with that right. remaining balance to file a loss. So instead of you, you know what I'm saying? So say um you get, you know, you get your W two for forty thousand, right. but you've invested, you know what I'm saying, ten thousand, you know, on a side business, right. you know, that gets offset it from your forty thousand. Now instead of you paying taxes on forty, you're paying taxes on thirty. So it's still, you know, little different strategies and there's different ways that you can operate, you know what I'm saying, that can put you in a position to benefit more. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Ownership and benefiting and, you know what I'm saying, taking advantage of, you know what I'm saying, a situation or a system, you know what I mean, that has certain things, you know, lined up and set up for you to win and to take advantage of, you know? Right. Like, at the end of the day, like, how you think, you know, Donald Trump wasn't paying taxes because he was taking advantage of the system and, you know what I'm saying, the little strategies that are there that many people don't know about that allow you to you know take advantage take advantage and and win at the end of the day we should all want to win one way or another right it's about winning man if you ain't winning you're losing losing. if you ain't winning you're losing and the only reason you ain't winning is because you're choosing not to win by not putting effort energy and due diligence to you know build your brand up at least and, and, and building your brand up ain't always meaning that you're making a profit off of it. Because like he just said, even if you're breaking even or you're making a little bit over or even under. Because some businesses take losses in the beginning. If you open up a restaurant today, you ain't going to have the same flow as McDonald's as soon as you open, especially if you're a little s- small business. But it might take you five months to start getting overhead. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that you're keeping those receipts and filing those taxes the right way to offset like he said, um, your, your expenses at the end of the year. Exactly, which you're allowed to claim as a loss. I'm learning a lot. It's an right investment, now. you know? If you invest in something and, you know what I'm saying, your return isn't greater than your investment, you're at a loss. 
Why not take advantage of that? So can you give us like a couple examples? First of all, like um, I know one of your, can you tell us like what the main brand that, that it is that, that you promote so people could be aware of it out here? Like, As far as my like, own brand? Yeah. Well, well, one of, uh, you know, I have a little, you know, portfolio of brands that, you know, represent, you know, the, the, the neighborhood in which I was born and raised in, which is Lower East Side. So, you know, I own the Lower East Side trademark. I own That's a crazy. trademark to LES I NYC. I Harlem or Brooklyn yeah, or Queens. Yeah, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, get that initial reaction. And, you know, while it's been argued even in the course of me, you know what I'm saying, being on my litigation pursuit and, you know, enforcing that brand, of course, that's kind of like one of the first, you know what I'm saying, reactions to any, you know, company or party that I go after regarding that. They're like, oh, but Lower East Side is a geographical location. And, yeah, that may very well be true, but it's a geographical location. I turned it into a brand. You understand what I'm trying to say in connection with clothing? So my position is that, you know, I went forward and based upon me, you know, coming from this space and based upon me having the knowledge and utilizing it to my advantage, I went and I secured the necessary properties that allowed me to own that name in relation to clothing. So I don't own Lower East Side for everything under the sun. I just own it for clothing in relation to, you know, the offering and sale of clothing. So when somebody comes and utilizes it, I take issue with that. And I, you know, and I do what I do. And I've been very successful at it. I'm, you know, right now I'm, I'm, I'm like 20, I'm like 27 and 1, you know. The only case I've ever lost in, in, in all of my litigation pursuits was one case that I allowed a pro se firm, uh, I mean a pro bono firm to come in and take the case, you know, from my hands. Every other case that I've commenced and litigated on my own throughout the duration of the whole entire case, I've always won on. I've always came out on top, you know, and um, it's just, you know, it's a crazy situation, but, you know, it, it, these big, major, you know, corporations just seem to, you know, be in love with violating, you know, my brand, and they don't do their due diligence. So they, you know, they they fall up, you know, they, they end up being in an unfavorable position. They doing bad out here. They thinking they could get over on, on somebody that... You know, like I said, like you said, when they when they see somebody that's in yeah, the small like yeah, the you, smaller the guy, yeah, the smaller guy. They like, oh, this guy, you know, this guy, you know, is is one person. You know, he doesn't have the money to you know come and and, and get at us and and enforce his brand you know, legally. And I proved them wrong all the time. So I'm looking on the flyer right here, which I'm very familiar with your group, but I just want to read the flyer to the public and the people who's not RGL Consulting Group. Brand consultation, business formation, trademark service mark registration, copyright registration, and brand enforcement, cease and desist. Those are some of the services that you provide. And I was talking to you earlier, you were saying, you know, like, a lot of people, they go and try to get lawyers on their cases, or they try to go and get these big people, and they end up spending so much, they end up spending sometimes more money consulting with a lawyer, asking questions than it would cost them to get the whole trademark from you, straight up and down, and some advice. Yeah. So... You were talking about how, you know, it, it would be, it's kind of more beneficial in ways to talk to someone like yourself before, like, going to, like, a, a, even, like, a law firm. And I just want you to explain to some people out here, like, some of the, some of the same reasons and things that you were telling me. Well, 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 well to, be, to be totally honest with you, a lot of, um, 
a lot of small business owners or startup entrepreneurs, um, I want to say a large percent of them are not even in a financial, you know what I'm saying, space to hire, you know what I'm saying, a law firm that specializes in intellectual property. So some people may try to utilize a company like uh, LegalZoom or, you know, there's maybe a couple of, you know, similar companies out there that are like LegalZoom. Um, You know, so I have run into a couple of instances where, you know, I've spoke to someone regarding, you know, their brand or, you know, they've, you know, made an inquiry in regards to, you know, potentially securing a trademark or copyright, etc. And, you know, then when we review, you know, the course, which, you know, not 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 to say that you know my my course is you know a discount of any you know what I'm saying sort but the the rates that we charge at RGL consulting group are you know significantly or substantially cheaper than that Madison and Park Avenue you know uh, firm uh rate but you're still getting you know what I'm saying the equal if not more you know level you know of right, service sorry. um so now going back to, you know, my reference of having encountered, you know, a couple of people that have contacted me or have contacted RGL Consulting Group regarding, you know what I'm saying, brand ownership and moving forward in that space. And then, you know, they find that our cause. And, you know, sometimes people always want to try to look for, you know, a, a cheaper, uh, you know, alternative, which is, you know what I mean, I guess, uh, you know, not... You know, that's part of common nature. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Everybody, yeah, like everybody shopping. everybody wants a deal. You know, sometimes people go and shop around. But, you know, as, uh, you know, people should understand, you, you know, you know, cheaper is not always better. You know what I'm saying? And you right. get what you pay for. So, uh, you know, with that being said, um, you know, what I don't like, you know what I'm saying, about some of these, you know, trademark service companies that, you know, offer their services at a lower rate is that they don't take a specialized or individual approach to the client's needs. And they're just like, you know, you come to them, you want a trademark, they're not doing a preliminary due diligence search to determine whether someone else has already filed that exact mark or anything that may be confusingly similar they're not really going to view your website they're not going to review your social media history and see if you even have additional properties that you should consider um you know potentially trademarking or copywriting they're not gonna you know give you an unlimited you know what i'm saying level of consultation you know what i'm saying just so you can strategize your business situation and put you you know in the best favorable position to win and you know just when it comes time to dealing with enforcement or other related issues now you have to go you know what i'm saying to the law firm you know what i'm saying which some business owners are not even in a position to do once they tell them what their fees are. So, you know, dealing with RGL Consulting Group, we're kind of like a one-stop source. We, you know, we deal with not only trademark prosecution, which is the process of securing a trademark, but we also deal with licensing issues. We also deal with, uh, you know, brand enforcement as well, you know what I'm saying, through cease and desist letters or even assisting, you know, small business owners with, um, you know, commencing litigation, uh, you know, 
in federal court, you know what I'm saying, whether they're doing it on a pro se basis or we're consulting them and assisting them with dealing with a small firm that, you know what I'm saying, might just be taking on a certain aspect of the case, right. you know. So that that's pretty much, you know, we, we, we've been doing this for a long time and we've, uh, you know, received a lot of favorable results um, in this space for, you know, our clients um, as well as for a lot of uh, my own situations. There you got it, man. Make sure y'all go check him out and make sure y'all definitely, um, if y'all reach out to him, man, and make sure y'all say that y'all heard about him on the Brother Stop It podcast, you know, get an extra little discount or something. I mean, it's a little, little, little something off that, you know? But um, I just want to say, a lot of young kids I see are getting into the fashion game. And I mean, it's a young kids game. Young, a lot of young rappers, a lot of young people are running around, starting brands, doing merchandise, and whatever the case may be. And I know for a fact that a lot of them don't know about a lot of the stuff that you're talking about right now, and that's like another main reason. Like this is about kids to me more so than adults. Even though yeah, I know yeah the youth, the, like, the new generation like the new of generation entrepreneurs and, and business owners. Right, it's like like this is like school, like almost it's like a business class right now. Because even though I'm learning, it's really for for a lot of people out there to get their mind right and say, "Yo, man, I need to do things the right way." You out there wearing. Jeans that cost a thousand dollars. You wearing shoes that cost fifteen hundred dollars. Jackets and jewelry. You wearing all these things. So you going to the club. You buying bottles and you getting sections. You spending money on females and dates, and you not taking the proper, to the proper steps to just secure something that could, you could pass down for generations and generations, and really build a legacy with, whatever you want to do it. Even if you just want to leave it there. Started, I want us to start investing in more better things in life and want more and not just say, because every bottle you buy is almost a trademark. A bottle cost 700 in Greenhouse back in the days, I remember. You can get a couple In the range of around, you know, 2000, you know, there's a lot of people that could get a trademark, a copyright, and probably their LLC set up in that range. You see what I'm saying? And you know how many you can times? have a company and two, you know, registration certificates of business assets that could, you know, potentially, you know, put you in a position to gain long-term big money down the line. Immediate, immediate revenue that you might be dealing with in the course of you already doing whatever you're doing under that business, but they can serve as business assets that build equity and pay big payouts at, you know, a future date or even put you in a position like I discussed, you know, briefly discussed earlier to receive royalty, you know, income and generate revenue, you know, from that source. So there you got it, man. Um, they, can you, I see you got some certificates over there. You know what I mean? I definitely got mines from you the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These what, are, what is these, that? Th these are actually, um, you know, the gold seal, you know, registration certificates that are um, issued by the federal government after the trademarking process is complete. Um, unfortunately, the, you know, unfortunately, the... Uh, 
process can be, you know, relatively lengthy. Um, you know, mo most trademark issues, like within, you know, a one-year time frame of the application being filed, um, even though you're protected, you know, in the interim of that, you know, registration process, you know what I'm saying, fully going through, um, sometimes they can take, you know, even a little longer. There's, there's been instances where, you know, I've dealt with, uh, you know, trademark, uh, you know, situations. I'll even use one as an example, a Harlem dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, Digger, you know, producer, Six Figure Entertainment. Shout I did that. I did that a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? And it took like, I want to say that it took like two and a half years for me to secure that Six Figure Entertainment trademark because there was someone else that had six figures. You know, with you know, it was spelled slightly different. And, um, you know, we, we had to kind of go to war for it, you know what I'm saying? And, and some internal proceedings at the trademark trial um, and appeal board. And, you know, we prevailed and we were able to secure it for Digger. Um, but that, that actually right now just brought up a whole other topic that I want to get into very briefly, um, the spelling. So, for instance, I'm going to even use the six-figure as an example. Digger has six-figure entertainment spelled figure F-I-G-G-A, you know? Under trademark law, if you have six figures entertainment spelled the regular way, F-I-G-U-R-E-S, and then Digger has it, six figure, F-I-G-G-A, is deemed to be a phonetic equivalent. So when people are out there trying to establish a brand that's closely related or similar to something they may be aware of but think that they're making it different because they're changing the spelling, that doesn't work, buddies, you know? That, you know, that'll get you in, in a situation, you know, for trademark infringement or prevent you from getting the trademark if someone else already, you know, has secured it even under a different spelling. Um, so, you know, that's called phonetic equivalence. And a lot of people are not aware of that as well, because I've dealt with a lot of situations involving that over the years of me, you know, dealing, dealing with, you know, uh, these type of matters. Right. Yo, it's a lot of deep information here, man. Like, by the time we finish, I usually be having my quick shit to say. It's like, yeah, we could go on for man. days. Like I said, you know, I got I got 18 years in this space, and, you know, I, I've dealt with these matters from all different, you know, angles and aspects, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's never ending. You know, I even, you know, learn myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm continually learning, and that's why I love being, you know, in that litigation, you know, space, because that's where really you know takes it to the next level you know I'm out there in legal warfare with you know some of the biggest law firms in the world you know that have you know offices you know all over the country and in different parts you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. of the world and I'm up against you know some of the illest attorneys out there you know attorneys that's coming out you know what I'm saying on a on the cover of super lawyers pages and you know Harvard and Yale graduates you know and here I am a little dude from the lower east side and I'm you know consistently winning against them my legal writing game is you know second to none like is unmatched I, you know I come up I was groomed under you know a patent attorney um you know I was listening to uh you know patent applications and, and, and the attorney drafting, you know, letters to other law firms and a dictaphone. And I'm putting that microphone on my ear and I'm typing all that shit up for years. You know what I'm saying? In the early 2000s, all that legal language got embedded in my head. I spit that shit off of my head like, you know what I mean? Crazy. 
They can't even, they don't even understand it. They don't even understand it, but I tell you what, I'm well respected, you know what I'm saying? I'm known. I'm known by some of the biggest law firms. I go up in a federal court building where Bernie Madoff case was tried and he was sentenced, and they know me. Them district judges know me in a federal building. We're not dealing with no state courts. We walk up into the federal building, you know what I'm saying, where they don't play no games. And I'm, I'm known and I'm respected. My name is up in the bios and, and some of the biggest you know, lawyers, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, fighting against Robert Lopez from the Lower East Side. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, this is crazy. Right. But you know, it is. It is what it is. Man, you're giving a lot of people hope, man, and you're definitely giving a lot of people justice at an affordable price, man. Because, like I said, this is a game that we are, a lot of people from our communities are just really starting to scratch the surface on, especially the younger generation. And they, I'm glad y'all. I hope y'all listening and paying attention to really understand what could happen. Matter of fact, I'm going to have Rob tell you what could happen if you don't, if you out here promoting the brand and you don't own it. What could happen to these kids if they out here thinking that they cool I'm, and 100 I mean, million people buying I mean, stuff? I mean, I'm going to give you an example, you know, of one situation that I'm dealing with, you know, for a client right now. Um, and I'm not even going to put the brand out there, you know, but uh, have a business owner who's in the fashion game. Um, he's probably... He just celebrated his six-year anniversary of his clothing brand. Um, he's down to one store, but he has had up to four stores under his, you know what I mean, signature brand um, over the last six years. He's, you know, distributed on Karma Loop, um, Lids, you know, he has some big retail accounts, right? So he never trademarked his name, right? Mm. He's deep in, you know what I'm saying, his business. This is his livelihood, you know what I'm saying? He generates, you know what I'm saying, uh, good you know, revenue from his business. Some little guys come and they secure the trademark for his name, right? They become aware of him now. I guess they do their you know, little research on him and see that he's pretty big out there. But now they're like, all right, but we were able to secure the trademark. Now they go at, you know, now they're coming at him legally. And if it wasn't for a responsive letter that I just did, you know, several weeks ago, his whole Instagram and Facebook and his website would have been shut down completely, as I've just done to a couple other people on, on, on my own, you know, personal related brand matters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it could be detrimental to a business owner. I mean, if, if you're an established business and you're out there operating and, you know, everything is good and someone comes in and makes a legal claim against you and your situation ain't where it needs to be, you can very well get shut down out there. And even if you don't get shut down, it's going to cost you way more than it would have cost you if you would have just did things exactly. Right the first time, so right? what you could have maybe spent, you know, fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars for, now you're spending twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for, and not every small business owner has twenty, thirty, or forty racks to invest in that particular issue. So therefore, you put just put yourself in a position to lose. 
because you're not, you know, moving strategically and you're not moving sensible in, in the business marketplace. So it's just like, it's really about being proactive, you know? If, if, if you have, you know, this knowledge available to you and accessible to you and, you know, you're really serious about, you know, your, your business and your um, entrepreneurial endeavors, then you're going to do what you need to do to, you know, to, to move correctly. And, and that's what you should be doing. The shit that you need to learn, though, the ether, the shit that make your soul burn slow. This is what it is, man. Got Rob Lopez in the building, man, dropping bombs and bombs. Any, any, like anybody needs, anybody right need to reach out, you know, and, and, and maybe put in, you know, some questions on, on regarding, you know, any of, uh, you know, the issues or topics we discussed today. Um, you know, the best, the best uh, contact method, you know, uh, would probably be, you know, via email. And, uh, you know, I could be reached at trademarkrob at gmail.com, uh, you know, so reach out. I will get back to you shortly. Um, and if you have a particular issue that, you know, needs urgent attention, uh, you know, we can, you know, review your situation and, uh, you know, let you know what your options are or, you know, the different, uh, you know, avenues that you may have available to you, um, you know, to be proactive or, you know what I mean, just, you know, uh, recommend a specific course of action to take. Um, and just, you know, even if you don't have a particular issue that you may be dealing with, um, but you want to move forward and, and, and making sure that you're protected and that you don't run into any issues, then we're here to assist you as well. So feel free to reach out. This is what we do. And make sure you use the access code, brother. Stop, stop it. it. But real quick, before we get up out of here, I got two last things. I just want you to give people a couple of businesses that you've helped incorporate, trademark, just so they can see the professionalism and the kind well, of quality of people that yeah. trust you with their services yeah, and their well, business, my well, brother. Because well, well, I, I got, I know you, you, you talked a lot of stuff, and these people are going to say, well, damn, who did he, who, 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 who did he do something from? Nah, nah, yeah, see, like, nah, that makes sense. I mean, and, and uh, in the course of me doing this for so many years, I've assisted, you know, Hundreds, you know, what I'm saying, of uh, you know, business owners with securing, uh, you know, trademark registrations or just resolving, you know, what I mean, brand-related disputes for them. Some but of just the even, ones. but just even here, you know, what I mean, just just looking at some of the certificates that I even have here right now, sitting, you know, next to me, we have, uh, you know, Infamous Records right here, which is, you know, Prodigy from Mob Deep. So we secured that. Um, you know what I'm saying? We have, uh, you know, fashion, urban fashion brand based out of New York City, Meet the Dealers. Um, you know, they've been doing their thing out there for a couple years, Shout I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? Y'all familiar with that brand. Um, we have the uh, Mikey Likes It Ice Cream, you know what Shout I'm saying? Joint, you know, we, 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 we covering all grounds and we don't just, you know, Mikey deal with... Uh, eating yeah, shit, yeah we don't just deal with brands that, you know what I'm saying, are entertainment or fashion related. Um, you know, we, we, we do the... Uh, Restaurant or industries. At the end of the day, every product or service out there on the marketplace is governed by a brand name. So trademark protection, copyright protection, that extends to all businesses of all industries and all genres, you know. Um, but, yeah, we have the uh, Duchess of Ink, you know, trademark registration right here. Uh, 
Wow, we got, you know, Mark Pitts. You know, Mark Pitts is, uh, you know, executive, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, in the labels, um, owner of Boston Entertainment, which is, you know, on B, uh, artist Miguel's label, History in the Making. This is one of his, you know what I'm saying, groups with Ronnie Jerkins, which is another industry executive. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people know, uh, you know, Gabby, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Gabby's, you know, a, a veteran in the industry. One of his, uh, you know, artists, Mike Towers, we've secured that. You know, uh, you know the homie. Uh, you know my homie Skims. You know Flea God. You know what I'm saying? That's my we did, brother, we right did the Flea God and the FGMY joint. Um, a lot of coach yeah, right he now. killing them right he now with the coach. You know, a lot of people. A they, lot they, of people coming up on the next him and Luke are coming up on the next podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people might know um, Jose Andre, which is the owner of uh, you know the print shop BKNY from mm -hmm. Brooklyn. They've been they, in the industry. Yeah, they've been in the industry for a very long time. Yeah, I've so. done the BKNY printing trademark. I've done you know the T-shirt life you know hashtag joint he's been using. Um, you know th th this is even heavy up here. You know. In Harlem, you know the uh, the, the grocery chain, the supermarket, mm -hmm. Cherry Valley. Oh, I've yeah. done I've done a Cherry Valley, you know, trademark. Shout out to um, Cherry Valley. Yeah, so you know, sushi mambo joint too, right? I did the sushi mambo. I did the I did the Miami finger licking. I did you know mm -hmm. trap life apparel. Um, you know, we out here, we out here doing, you know, trademarks even for doctors, spinal mobility, you know, physical rehabilitation services. Again, trademark, you know, extends to every product or service. You could go on and on Yeah, I could go, I could go on and on. I've done the Dawn Diva trademark. I've done the Ozone Magazine trademark. I've done Hip Hop Weekly. I've done Dreamville Entertainment for J. Cole. I've done, you know, Cold World for J. Cole. Um, I've day done, one for me. I've done day one for the homie right here. I've done, you know, Brooklyn Mint for Biggie's moms. Um, the list goes on. I've been doing this. I'm, you know, trademark Rob. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm heavy in this space. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yo, before we get out of here, the last thing you know, I gotta do because day one is the is, is is my brand and the main dream to inspire you. So overcoming negative energy. And even though this the brother stop it show, we gotta give the kids something positive to leave with, man. A absolutely. So, you know, we just wanna give not only the kids, because at the end of the day, we all young at heart. So no, I ain't gonna sit here and say just for the kids, because if you're an entrepreneur and you and you out here, I don't care if you're 60, 70 years old, if you feel 18, you're 18. It's all about how you attack life every day. So you know, just get drop some drop one last gem on them before we leave on, you know. How to how to move and how, what kind of mindset to have in this game? I mean, I mean, again, for anyone you know that has had the opportunity to, you know, what I'm saying, uh, see this podcast right here, and you know, take heed to, you know, some of the information that we've dropped. I mean, you know, just just use it, you know, to your advantage. You know, knowledge is power, and you know, I definitely want to see my fellow, you know, what I'm saying, um, entrepreneurs out there winning. You know, what I'm saying, and even if you feel like you're not as big as you know some of the other you know businesses in the industry, you don't have to be a Puffy or a Jay Z to own a portfolio of trademarks. You know, what I'm saying it's about you know priority, prioritizing. So again, you know, I, I'm, you know, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of people out there, you know, blowing that money on, you know, what I'm saying whatever, hopping bottles and this, 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 and that. That's all good, you know, especially if you win. That entertainment world, and you know, you you trying to you know maintain a certain you know image or, or, or buzz for your situation, you know, to grow. That's all understandable. But think about investing in the business assets and properties first and foremost, because that's what's going to give you longevity. That's what's going to give you you know that opportunity to 
to turn your situation into a potential big check down the line. Don't just, you know, operate and move for the moment. Think long term. And that's basically what it is. There you have it, man. And if you ain't down with getting your business together, if you out here thinking that you can run around and promote brand and build it up and do that and kill yourself after you heard all of this, I got three words for you to end this show. Brother, stop it. Stop it. <laughs>